you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Hebrews 11, we'll read verse 5 to start with, and then we'll go to Genesis. Hebrews 11, 5 says, By faith, and it was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then Genesis, Genesis 5, 18. And Jared lived 162 years and begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Thank you. You may be seated. What a wonderful privilege it is to be able to say I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. And when I think about that, I think of the privilege. When I think of, of Enoch, it said he, he simply said he walked with God. And I may mention this again, but the little girl says, you know what? Said God and, and Enoch was just walking along one day and God said, Enoch, you know it's closer to my house than it is yours. Won't you just go home with me? And there he went. But I thank God for the privilege to uh, have walked along beside some faithful men of God. And I think of these men often, uh, just to name a few, and some of you will know these men. Gene Burdett was uh, Lynn's pastor twice, my pastor once. And led me in the, in the way that, uh, that I pattern even now in visiting. I'd go visiting with him. And uh, he led me along the way. Claude Hightower was our pastor. Uh, Randy Crow. Kenneth Ridings. Sethy Hester. Carlisle Driggers. Tom Chatton. John McKnight Sr., Carl Poner. These are some choice men of God that God has allowed me to come alongside. They took me, okay? Uh, all of them, with the exception of Randy, is older than I. And uh, when I surrendered to preach, it was amazing um, how they coached me and gave suggestions and helped me become some of what I am today. But I think of Enoch. You know, the Bible just said he, he walked with God and then he was not, for God took him. He avoided death. You know, it's very possible us in this very room could avoid death. Jesus soon comes while we are living, we're going to avoid death. We're going to bypass the grave. Somebody says, why, why, are you, uh, 
Well, you already got a grave plot and a tomb rock. I said, well, I just want to be prepared. Well, what if you go for it is? I said, leave it to you. Hmm. That may not have sounded too good, but I won't need it. <laughs> what does it take to walk with God? You know, I think so many times, uh, I don't always walk with God. I'd admit to you, I don't always walk with God, you know. We like, to, we like to think and say we do every day as we sang the song, every day with Jesus sweeter than the day before. Is it? You know, the devil will see to it that it is not sweeter. He can see to it that we are not walking with God. Uh, you know, we never know what kind of an attack we are going to be under. We never know. And uh, when that attack comes, where, where does it put us in our walk with God? So what does it take? It takes obedience. Uh, you know, just being obedient to God. I think of, of Enoch's relationship with Jesus, with God. I mean, it's very simple. The Bible says he walked with God. Um, somebody turn back over right quick and, and read uh, uh, Hebrews 11, 5 out loud. Somebody. Hustle anybody. Wow. What a testimony. You know, if nothing else is said about us as a Christian, that ought to be he pleased God. And that's not an easy thing to do. You know, you, you think, well, hey, this is what God wants, and I'm going to go for it. As I made mention a little bit this morning, I've heard preachers say, well, I feel like all my work's done. I'm going. Well, it's not my work, y'all. It's God's work. And he's just put me here at this appointed hour uh, to try to lead and to try to teach. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to ever say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. My work's done. A, a, a Christian and a pastor's work is never done. I was accused one time. This person said, I forget what community I was in. And they simply said, you sort of out of, out of your territory, aren't you? I said, well, the church didn't say I had so much territory. I, mean, I feel like, um, you know, Jesus didn't have a territory. Uh, and he's, he's commissioned us to go you therefore and do what he did. So what's the territory? Uh, as a Christian, um, you know, it's, it's not going to bother me if a, if a pastor comes through this community inviting people to his church. Hey. You know, I don't eat at the same restaurant all the time. I think it does us good to go see what somebody else is doing. Does us good to hear somebody else preach. You know, I've thought about it many times. Uh, you know, they probably, many churches, church people probably had sympathy for Earl's Grove. 27 years, this voice rang out from that pulpit, you know. I'm sure, you know, people get tired. What does it mean if you're going to walk with God? What does it mean? Calling out to God because you know him. That's part of that um, obedience part. He said, call on me. It, it takes obedience. Also, it takes self-denial. Remember what Jesus said? Come unto me. Take my cross upon you. Follow me. How often? Every day. Uh, you know, again, we don't know where that where God's going to lead us. We have no idea. Uh, we have no idea who we're going to run up on. 
That's why it's so important. The brochures, they're important. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse to death, but hey, how's our church going to grow? It's going to grow through outreach, letting people know, hey, you're welcome at First Baptist Church, and you give them a pamphlet. There's hundreds of pamphlets just to share. I, I told you, I didn't tell you all the stories, but I, I made, it was a, the third attempt before I was able to give my other brochure away. Third attempt. First two attempts said, I'm, I go in church, such, such place. I said, great, wonderful. And I, I wasn't better going to say, well, if you get dissatisfied, here you go, come over here. But I went till I found somebody who was not in church. I, I'm not one to go and rob somebody's members. Uh, if they're happy and satisfied, but if they come through these doors, uh, then they're fair game, okay? I can, I can go and I can invite, I can encourage, and I can find out who they are, where they are, and what they're up to. Um, you can say that's out of bounds or out of reason, but I'm, that's the way it's going to be, okay? A personal relationship with God. It takes obedience. It takes self-denial. It also takes a godly walk. You know, where are we walking it's a daily thing with me to confess my sins to the Lord, cleanse my heart, and hear my prayer. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If I confess my sins, it, God is faithful and just, will forgive me of my sins and all unrighteousness, and restore me. David said, he didn't say, I've lost my salvation, God, can you give it back to me? He, you can't lose it once you get it, according to the Bible. He said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. It takes walking where he walked. Remember on occasion there, the Samaritan woman, the, the disciple said, Lord, you don't, you don't need to go through there. I mean, the Jews don't have no dealings with them Samaritans. You, you, just, you don't need it. And he said, listen, I got a need to go through there. You boys go on into town, get some stuff, whatever, and I'll meet you over here at that well. And before they got there, it was a woman who simply said, Lord, I don't have nothing to draw with. Or you don't have nothing to draw with. And you a Jew, you asking me for a drink of water? <laughs> I ought to not even be caught out here with you. If you knew who I was. And then Jesus turned that thing right around and said, if you knew who I was and who is asking for a drink of water. And you remember the story, hey. She went into town and said, hey, I want you to come meet a man that told me everything about me. Walking with God. He will reveal stuff to us. So, so it takes walking where he walked. It also takes walking uh, in the spirit. The Bible says that we're not to be drunk on wine, but to be invaded. I'll use the word invaded by the Holy Spirit of God that no matter what he says, we'll move. You know, people, when they are under the influence of alcohol, they do things that they wouldn't normally do if they were sober, right? Okay. Now, on the other hand, we as Christians, if we're filled with the Spirit of God, we're going to do things that the ordinary person will not do. Why? Because we're being led of the Spirit of God. Without the Spirit of God, which direction do we go? Because we don't know where we are supposed to be and where we're uh, suppo supposed to go all the time. Uh, it's a daily pursuit. When I think about uh, Enoch, um, and you saw the title there, Enoch Takes Missing. I wonder what Mrs. Enoch did. 
Say, how you know she's married? Don't. I don't. Just thinking out loud. Huh? Have children. So, has anybody seen Enoch? He left this morning for work and he ain't come back. He walked in with God. God took him. Where is he buried? No place. <laughs> they didn't have to bury him. God took him, translated him, okay? Well, I think about the resurrection. When, what's it, it going to be uh, for Enoch? Hey, he's already there. Uh, his soul's in place with God. Just because he had the reputation of he pleased God. You know, I want to please people, but I've realized and I understand that by now and then as far along as I am into this thing, I can't please everybody. So I better be pleasing the Lord. And the fellow said, let the chips fall where they will. You know, Enoch, uh, he prophesied something. Cassie, I don't know how long it'll take you, and I should have told you, and I didn't get out here in time to tell you. Jude 14 and 15. Um, if you don't mind, just pull that up and uh, rest of it if you want to wait or if you want to uh, be turning to Jude uh, 14 and 15. You say what chapter? I'm not sure. Jude 14 and 15. I'm sorry. That's the way it goes. Hey, I'm the same way. You'll sleep well. And Enoch also, the seventh son from Adam, prophesied of these, and this is what he said, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all. And to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's what Enoch prophesied. And that old boy, God took him out of here before the flood. I wonder how many of the people who perished in the flood had ever heard Enoch speak. Why wouldn't you want to follow such a man or find out about him? The Bible talks about that the world was so, so wicked. Land, who did you ask the question to? If uh, God don't soon come, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Tim Stacy Shafee he wrote he, all the writings that are in the ark he did that he did every bit of that and uh, someone asked him about is it not more wicked now than it was before the flood and he said no it's not wow I mean it hey it's pretty bad he said he didn't think it was. So 
Enoch prophesied and said it's going to be because of the, the judgment. It's coming. Um, think about Enoch's legacy and his unique departure from this earth. It emphasizes just how much God values and desires a daily walk with us. You say, why would God take him when he was such an outspoken and a godly figure for others? Why would he take him? Well, it's better to take Enoch than it is to take the lost person. You know, we've lost, since since I've been past, we have lost some great men and ladies out of this church who walked with God, whose desire was to share Christ, whose desire was to bring people in. Say, why did God take them? It's better than taking the lost. We're all going to depart from here sooner or later. We're all going to leave sooner or later. So he walked with God, and he was not. And that still rings in my mind. It says that he pleased God. I can't please you. You can't please me. But we can attempt to please God. Psalm 23, 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All, not some days, all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You can't beat that program. You can't beat that ministry that God's put us in um, to share the word. Just share the word. Hey, if you're out of pamphlets, pick some up back here. I'm thinking maybe there's some out there. Pick you up one. I challenge you again, guys, just to. Put it out. As I went around this morning just trying to speak to folk before the service, I mean, face after face that I didn't know. It's coming, searching, looking, listening, and watching. We've got to be on guard. And may it be said, hey, that church is walking with God. Father, we thank you for the time you've given us around your word tonight. Concerning Enoch, God, it's um, going to be amazing to be able to sit down and to talk with Enoch. Uh, Father, I just pray that you'd be with him. Um, Those that need you most tonight, and I think about those that are lost, that I pray for daily, God, I pray that you would just touch them and that you'd be with them in a special way, Lord, that they might... uh, Feel the tugging of the Holy Spirit of God and be willing to want to give their heart and life to Him. Thank you for these that are here tonight. Bless the homes in which they come. God, we'll thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.